On this episode of Resi Week, we talk Samsung AI for all, Arizona's Adel Pro, and LG's new OLEDs. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. This is Resi Week, episode 414, HVAC Interoperability. Welcome to this episode of Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matthew Scott for avnation.tv. And this week, we are pleased to be joined by Victoria Garcia Massimo. She's the operations manager for the Americas with AirZone. How are you doing, Victoria? Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. Then we have my favorite Florida man, Mr. Seth Johnson. He's the software development manager over at Blackwire Design. How are you doing, Seth? Doing great. Great to be back. Hey, thanks uh, also for being here. We are going to jump right in with a bunch of uh, coverage out of CES because uh, that just completed last week. And this first story comes to us from Residential Systems. Samsung promises AI for all. Uh, they're delivering a vision to bring AI to everything uh, through its product products, collaborative efforts and partnerships during their massive presser at CES 2024 in Las Vegas. Uh, their vice chairman and CEO uh, of their device experience division says that the connected world is about to become even better because AI has the power to make life easier and more inclusive for all uh, with smarter, better experiences that redefine how we live. Um, Victoria, let me start with you on this. They're obviously making a huge push as just about every other tech company is into AI. What actual functionality do you do you expect to see out of Samsung's move into this with the variety of products that they you know have in the typical home it's a very interesting question so i was there actually i was able to see the samsung booth last week in ces and especially the smart things area that was very interesting uh, a lot of partners were showcased being arizona one of those as well and um well uh it's going to be interesting. I think they will have to rely a lot in their partners, uh, even though Samsung has a, a lot of products to offer. They don't have it all, right? And mm -hmm. uh, we already have an issue on, okay, if my whatever is this manufacturer, then my TV is another one. They cannot connect. So they're through the smart things, and they're trying to uh, solve that problem and allowing the consumer to be able to work uh, with several different you know gadgets and things they have in at their home being the biggest ones like you know the refrigerators and other stuff samsung which is what they're looking for the tvs um but in general uh, i i was very surprised about you know all these different um options that they're offering uh, for the future uh such as bali which was this you know ball for uh different stuff related to AI as well and, and helping mm -hmm. the consumer, uh, you know, doing different stuff from working out and um, projecting movies, TV, uh, from, you know, calling if there's an emergency, those type of things in which AI is, is very widely needed, right? I was also surprised about their elder, elderly and pet care that they were showcasing, which is also using a lot of AI, for example, in the elderly, elderly side, they were talking about, well, we will be able to call, uh, to call the, you know, uh, the 911, we will be able to call any uh, relative if 
the person uh, falls, for example, also mm -hmm. related to the AI. So in general, I think that it's interesting. They're investing a lot in this. Uh, we will, of course, start to see like some of this will work, some others won't. And I actually would like to see if most of what they were showcasing is, is going to be available because most of them are just prototypes. Uh, but in yeah. general, of course, uh, what they're doing and how they are um, using the AI to offer different variety of products for different applications and also uh, for different age levels is, is super interesting. Yeah, that's very good. Seth, how does this move and, and, and push into AI, how does this affect how we as a, you know, CI channel integrate with Samsung devices? Do you expect to see the majority of these kind of, you know, AI pushes to be walled off from us? Or do you think we will actually have an opportunity to utilize or, or leverage any of this in the, the way we approach well, it depends on what you're talking about, because I think we're going to see like some of the things you can see are the AI devices and chipsets that they're building into the TVs, for example. I mean, everybody seems to have been doing that for the last couple of years um, and they're using it for smart upscaling of content. Or if you get like a fuzzy thing coming in from the cable company, maybe they'll clean, you'll be able to clean it up a little bit and render something that wasn't received, but kind of gets in the ballpark and at least for a few frames can fool your eye until the signal comes back that that's great those those kind of things i think we will see um as far as like the traditional integrator goes i don't know if you will see very much of the other stuff because it may be done behind the scenes or solely within the silos of samsung right um they're a very large company i mean they cover tons and tons of verticals that we don't even get involved with uh <laughs> but it you know, they they have everything out there from um, large equipment to refrigerators to, you know, the white goods, washing machines uh, to their own smart home application platform, smart things. Um, and being being at that that level, they can do all sorts of stuff in between those divisions of their company. But I don't think that we see that as a net as a benefit, I guess, uh, that comes down to how we integrate traditionally with our standard products that we may have, Crestron, Control 4, URC, we may not see the benefits coming off of those products in the way of like APIs or integrations. You may need to use all Samsung products before you see those benefits. Do you think that the industry will, will chase that? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I say that. <laughs> I say that because like, in energy seems, at least in the Americas here, energy seems to be a fairly like low pro, low profile or I don't know. There, there's some regions in America where energy matters and Florida is not one of them, but mm -hmm. we have a lot of like energy reason issues. to do solo. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't have energy issues. Like we have very cheap, inexpensive energy here. And like, if you talk to people about doing dashboards and that kind of thing, it's like, ah, yeah, do that. Or I will just do the solar thing and set that up and, and get free electricity and they'll go that direction. But if you go to like Europe, you know, they, they have energy challenges. They have demand response all the time. Uh, Australia overseas typically has more need for these types of things where products and pieces around the home from your TV to your refrigerator to, to whatever could use some kind of central brain or AI to figure out, oh, 
right now is not the best time to turn on the dryer. Maybe we should wait, I don't know, uh, 30 minutes or at least prompt the user and say, hey, um, in 30 minutes from now, it's going to be a lot cheaper to run this dryer. Why don't you wait? And that kind of stuff is really cool. Um, but it, it's 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 got to be done or it, it, for Samsung and um, a lot of the vendors out there, it's going to be done at their company level within their ecosystem before it branches out to something like us. But I mean, unfortunately, I think like energy usage here in the United States, to my experience has not gone the direction <laughs> as like I see other people get really excited about overseas and in other markets. There's a lot more push for energy efficiency, monitoring, collection mm -hmm. of data and that kind of thing from, from overseas. And there's this is Aaron Marmoran of EdTech. The world of higher ed AV is growing rapidly. That's why each month we hear from the best and brightest from colleges and universities all over the U.S. Check out EdTech on avnation.tv or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Yeah, that's a great point. All right, let's change topics for a second. This comes to us from CE Pro. Airzone just made it easier to integrate popular HVAC units onto Google Nest thermostats. Uh, the Airzone ADO Pro integrates with uh, the, the full portfolio of Nest T-Stats giving interoperability between those smart thermostats and inverter VRFs, as well as popular uh, mini split HVAC systems. Uh, Victoria, I'm going to start with you on this one as well. This has become a, a really big deal the last couple of years as mini splits have dramatically increased in popularity in North America. I know that they've been kind of the de facto standard in Europe for, for quite a while, but I know even in our own business, we're just starting to see mini splits and, and the desire to control those mini splits uh, on, on a system becoming a significantly bigger part of our business. What exactly uh, does this product do and how does this, you know, really help tie, you know, all of those HVAC systems back into the Nest uh, ecosystem? Matt, so going back to, to the previous question, right? Uh, we were talking about inter interoperability, right? So mm -hmm. imagine now you have your smart home. It doesn't matter if it's like the very high-end type of a system you got, like a Lutron, Crestron, or just uh, do it yourself at home with a Alexa or Google Home. And you can control most of it, but you cannot control your AC. And uh, the AC counts for 30, sometimes 40, sometimes even 50% of the electricity bill in an office, well, residential, commercial uh, installation in general. So it's extremely important to be able to control the HVAC. What happens with uh, Nest, uh, with the smart thermostats and the mini splits, the inverters, the VRFs? They, they don't speak the same language. So these mm -hmm. smart thermostats, they run out of dry contacts. These type of units, they do not have dry contacts. They work under their own uh, protocol, the proprietary protocol. They're all different. So Mitsubishi, Daikin, Samsung, LG, you name it, are totally different. And Airzone has created this relationship with all these manufacturures uh, VRF inverters and municipal manufacturers that allow us to have access to their protocols. So we created a device called IDU Pro, and inside the IDU is the manufacturer protocol and a communication with the smart thermostat. So basically, we are a bridge or a 
um, are the guys in the middle uh, to allow these type of units, uh, AC units, to connect to, to the smart thermostats. Uh, so now uh, it is it is able uh, we are able to control uh, the the main split, the inverter, or the VRF unit with uh, with an S thermostat. Very important to mention, we don't lose any features of these units. So these units are way more efficient than regular units that the NES connect to. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, 30, 40, 50 percent more efficient. And by using IDU in the middle of uh, this integration, uh, we won't lose any of the inverter features. Why? Because IDU will translate and tell the unit exactly what to do and to go to the exact, so to the exact temperature that, uh, that we need. And um, on, on the other side of the equation, if we want to now connect our Nest to a home automation, to Alexa, to Google Home, or uh, even to uh, in case of a commercial application, we can also do it uh, with with IDU. So, uh, we were you know we were discussing uh, at the very beginning before we started the podcast that uh, well for for Nest uh, it, it wasn't an issue at all because well uh, they they controlled over ninety percent of the of the market. Uh, but now it is. So we're starting to see a huge increase in the sales of the inverters, the VRFs, the mini splits, the consumers becoming more conscious. Uh, the, the, the government is actually pushing for these type of units as, as they are more efficient. And we need to free the grid a little bit, right, with the electric vehicles and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and well, uh, now they have a way to, to connect to, to these type of units, which is by, by using AirZone. So we're very pleased and, and proud to, to be part of this and also to partner with such uh, an important company as Google is. Yeah, it's super cool. Seth, when you see this, as I kind of alluded to in my question to Victoria, we're just starting to see up here, I'll, I'll preface that with up here, um, mini splits becoming used a, a whole lot more frequently. but typically they've been being been being used in you know kind of like auxiliary rooms right you'll see one in a garage or you'll see one in an addition where they couldn't get ductwork yeah just like you um but i know that that is becoming kind of the exception opposed to the norm and they're being used in more places has this been a bit of a holdback in the usage of mini splits the fact that they've been harder to control with you know anything other than the proprietary systems um i i don't think so uh, because most of the time you could integrate them with ir and i'm not sure it, it seems like I, I i this is one of the things and she's talking victoria's talking i'm like i have to ask is it ir or are you directly <laughs> connecting with wire no we connect with a wire we we do have That's the, the protocol it's not it's not ir Love so, it. so you really don't need the remote anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So the, like, I mean, that's problematic. I mean, it's IR, yeah. <laughs> like, but you know, you used to, you could connect that way and, and you can control things that way. And that's how most products that do exist in this space, at least that we can integrate with will operate. They'll, they'll use the IR control um, to reach out and, 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 and integrate with the system that way. Um, it's one way you never know if the thing's on or off, yeah. you know, it, all the issues you have with IR. Um, but one thing that 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 is nice about these systems, I, I I think it's probably more of an availability and acceptance, at least here in the states, from mm -hmm. the HVAC installers, not so much an integrator. When I whenever I saw these 
systems installed, you know where they were installed? They were installed in like the server room I was in. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's where that's where that's where I'd see a mini split so we could get that thing down and chilled down so we can cool off the amplifiers and they weren't overheating. Um but everywhere else, you know, now I'm starting to see them installed in garages or, you know, in the traditional Florida room now to to get that room more comfortable during the summer. Um it, it, I I think it, I think I feel like it's just more of a an education part or an availability to, for the HVAC installers than it is for us because we've always been able to integrate, control, or otherwise utilize these systems in a, in whatever way we could um, in the past. It's just now um, like this is brilliant, like having an op, uh, an option to do two way integration with it. That, that that's amazing because it's not. I mean, this doesn't just integrate with Nest. You guys integrate with just about everything else, so yeah. that's great. All right, let's move on to our last story of the day. This comes to us from CE Pro. LG Display is bringing or or brought a large size gaming and automotive OLED solutions to CES. In addition to that, they also uh, showed a variety of next gen versions with proprietary meta technology uh again at, at ces seth let me let me start with you on this lg has been known for gosh since they you know started in the oled game kind of as the leaders of this what did you see coming out of this with their next generation uh platform of panels uh that got you excited or or frustrated i guess um <laughs> And what's your take on on their their meta tech? I mean, the 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 thing that got me frustrated about their announcement was that the huge thing everybody was ooing and ahhing about was the 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 trans the the quote wireless uh, transparent TV that has wireless HDMI. Thanks. I'm sure that's going to be fun to work with. Um, I, I but it seemed like just a gimmick. I don't know who would install that in their house, but somebody will. Um, <laughs> whatever uh but i i think kind of like the biggest announcement from lg and I, I think it's kind of gone under the radar seems to be this um like a subscriptions they're 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 they want to offer subscriptions for appliances and tvs so instead of going and outright buying your tv or your washer dryer they're they're going to set it up as an appliance as a service um yeah. company and I, I that was in their keynote like I, it would be interesting to lease to own or a lease a OLED TV in the future. I mean, you get a high quality TV out of it and um, LG comes along and, you know, we'll lease it to you, I guess. It seems like an interesting business mm -hmm. proposal. We, what, yeah, we've talked about this in the past. Uh, not, not you and I, but um, uh, Henry Clifford and I have talked quite a few times about the possibility of, of moving into a leasing option, especially for, for technology for yeah. for technology that changes yeah. right and evolves quickly like displays uh where you know again what do you do the question has always been if you're going to lease that for two years and then upgrade yeah right yeah. what happens with those displays the e-waste right, e right. Yeah. yeah the e-waste is is massive um victoria are we how close are we to the point to to OLED being not a, a super luxury option? Are, are we getting to that point? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, what I've seen at CES, what I've seen at Cedia, well, I know Cedia is a show focused more on the high-end type of home. Uh, no, I, I, I don't think so. I think that all these 
amazing new inventions are like you know you go and you ask how much is this tv which is wonderful and it's like a hundred thousand dollars i'm like okay who, who can pay for that right not even one percent of of the population can do it so and also is there enough like repertoire of videos for that type of tv so um they should start looking at making this more uh, available and massive for the consumer uh, because really we haven't seen a lot of um, improvements or changes, especially on the TVs uh, lately in the past few years from manufacturers. So they're focusing on these amazing technologies, but they're extremely expensive. So, um, so yeah, how many of these they really sell a year, right? Uh, doesn't Sony like benefit a little bit here too? Because aren't they yeah. like the Sony panels come from LG? It's just yes. different processors or whatever. So like that that'll be nice. Is like these panels that they're selling and they have these features and specs will appear across two different brands. So let me, let me ask either of you, both of you, do you expect to see the, cause, cause we had a, we had a moment where OLED was kind of top of the hill for large format residential displays the last year and a half, almost all the talk for large format has been direct view led and mm -hmm. OLED has kind of got overlooked, right? Are, do you think that this new generation from, from LG is going to kind of flip that script a little bit again? Or do you think it's still going to be that, yes, you can buy an OLED and you can buy a large format, but if you really want performance, you're going to buy direct view. It's, an, it's a weird place to be. I mean, because OLED, I mean, OLED's kind of like the new, newer-ish yeah. technology, if I would say okay led and oled put them next to each other um and squint real hard like oled is the the newer version that's always going to be a, a little bit either behind a spec or not meeting the same like not apples to apples yeah um so there, there may be things that it does better and some things that it does worse including price you know like it, it could be along those lines um but I, I you know as far as like advancements goes i'm just i'm shocked that they have been able to to get the lifetime that they have out of both these technologies. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they see, we seem to be stuck with whatever they are. There's been no, <laughs> like Victoria was saying, there's been no display revolutions over the past couple of years. Like it seemed like when I started, it was, everybody had to have a, a DLP, then it went to plasma, then led. Now it's, it's, it's a competition, I guess, between OLED and, and uh, the, the led again. So it's like, I, I don't know. It, it, it it's going to come down to, it's going to come down to whatever the consumer sees as being or perceives as being a better system, I guess. Yeah, it's a great take. All right, let's wrap it there. Thank you both so much for joining us. Uh, Seth, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Blackwire Design, where can they do that? Uh, you can check us out over at blackwiredesigns.com, uh, where we have a bunch of new stuff posted on there, including our LED design tool. Everybody check that out. If you're designing linear lights, Check it out. We'll also be at Lightapalooza. So if you haven't seen it yet, I'll be there showing it off and having to train people on it. So yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> Don't sound so excited. <laughs> it's so exciting. Victoria, thank you uh, as well for joining us. If people want to connect with you, learn more about AirZone, where can they do that? AirZoneControl.com. That's the best way. And uh, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Always. Not a problem. Thank you uh, for joining us as well. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter or X at Matt D. Scott and most other social platforms. But more importantly, please visit 
avnation.tv, where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation.